think about it more in those terms of like you're really healing a body part. It's your brain that's the body part that's really about the most important one that we really need to function every single day. Welcome back to this week's episode of Be Boulder. As always, thanks for joining us this week and every week as we drop a new episode. And this week, uh, this episode, we couldn't have timed more appropriately. Uh, I'm joined this week by Danielle Blount, my executive producer and HBIC extraordinaire. And uh, we were chatting about mental health and the importance of seeing someone about your mental health if you're able, because that is a form of self-care. And the importance of saying no to this nonsense notion of toxic positivity, which we'll get into a little bit in the episode. But how timely. We couldn't have planned it any better, honestly, because it came on the heels of, you know, individuals like Meghan Markle coming out and saying that she was on the verge of suicide. And then people were berating and belittling her both inside the palace and outside saying, well, you have this perfect life. You literally live in a castle. You know, you're, you're a princess, all of these things. Well, yeah, that's great. Life can be really great on paper, but sometimes we have things going on behind the scenes that no one knows anything about. And those feelings are incredibly valid. And the notion that we have to be so fucking positive all the damn time is just nonsense and it's ridiculous. And it's just time for it to be enough, quite honestly. Um, I know social media <laughs> doesn't help the cause for us when all we see is the, you know, the positive, wonderful, shining moments of people's lives. But you know, I would challenge more folks to put the real them out there on social media and start to quash this notion of toxic positivity because it's killing our friends, our family members, our sisters, our brothers, and it's just not okay. It is okay to not be okay. And in this episode, we talk a little bit about that. Welcome back to this week's episode of Be Bolder. Once again, I am joined by our podcast producer extraordinaire, Danielle Blount. Hello. She's she's being dragged here against her will. <laughs> In the flesh. In the flesh. So we figured why not take advantage of that because we're both here and why not talk about some topics that some of our listeners fans 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 listeners have suggested that we talk about and so one of those things today is really you know getting past the notion of toxic positivity and we'll kind of get into what that means and then also why it's important and okay to go to therapy even if you feel like your whole life is reasonably okay and you don't necessarily think that anything is terribly wrong so Let's get into that. So this week, we're going to talk a little bit about getting past this insane notion that we see on particularly social media with regards to toxic positivity and, you know, always being happy and excited and everything's wonderful and perfect. And let's be honest, it's not. And how sometimes people are maybe shaming you into think, oh, you should be happy. You should be feeling wonderful. And that's, that's just not real. Um, you know, so a lot of people oftentimes think, man, you know, 
I see all these people and, and they're, they look super happy on, in their world. Like my, I have a similar life. Like I have a good relationship or good friends or good family. And why should I feel bad about the things that, you know, are going on in my life or why do I have stress or why do I have anxiety? And, you know, as someone, one of our fans actually said, uh, you know, people's feelings are valid and it's incredibly important to be able to go and talk about those kind of things. So, you know, Danielle, I think you're a little bit more familiar with the definition of toxic positivity. So I want to explain that for people first mm -hmm. before we get too far deep into this. Yes. Okay. And just want to like give full credit where like credit is due is because I heard it on a different podcast. So they didn't come up with the, the definition of toxic positivity, but I had heard it and I was like, oh, that I definitely know what they're talking about. But toxic positivity is the overgeneralization of a happy, optimistic state that results in the denial, minimization, and invalidation of the authentic human emotional experience. So just think all the like positive vibes that you always see on Instagram. <laughs> I guess what? Sometimes it's really hard to be positive. And it's not because something happened in your life that's horrible or wrong or whatever. Sometimes it's just okay to not be okay. Or just have like a crappy day. Like usually I just wake up on Tuesday and just text Lindsay and say, today, not today. See <laughs> that, she says that and she says, don't message me before 11. <laughs> so I call it 8.30 and she's like, what do you need? <laughs> Nothing, just checking on you. <laughs> love you. We, we live and we laugh, but no love. Um, <laughs> so no, but in all seriousness, right? Like your feelings are valid. If you are feeling anxious, stressed, depressed, and even if everything on paper in your life is wonderful, that doesn't mean you shouldn't still continue to talk to someone. You shouldn't go seek out a therapist. You shouldn't, you know, and maybe it's a counselor, maybe it's a therapist, maybe it's a psychiatrist, who knows? Because you could A, have some sort of chemical imbalance in your brain. So you need to see a psychiatrist. Maybe you need some help setting that ship right. Maybe you stay on medication for a long time. Maybe you pop back off of it, whatever that's going to be. I'm not a doctor. <laughs> Just a lawyer. Just a lawyer. But I, I play one on this podcast. No, I'm kidding. Um, but you know, if that's what, what's going on, yeah, like let's work through that. And then I think the next thing that's kind of important here is finding someone that you can talk to that is a third party neutral that you feel comfortable with and feel like you add that, or excuse me, that adds value in some way to your life because they're actually giving you, I don't know, direction on how to think about things or whatever. You know, um, look, I get it. It's super stressful to go and find someone to talk to and you're, you have to be a little bit vulnerable. You know, you have to open up and say, hey, I think things aren't okay. You have to explain why. You're talking to a third, per a third party who has no idea who you are. <laughs> I mean, that, I mean, that was kind of my initial experience way back in law school when I sought out someone. I was so nervous. I was so stressed about it. I was embarrassed. And none of those things is fair to put on yourself. I mean, Danielle, I know you're pretty open about going to therapy. What were your thoughts when you were first thinking like, man, maybe I need to talk to someone? Um, all the things. Um, so, I mean, when I was like waking up and having panic attacks, like most days. Mm, mm, <laughs> that's that was a nice not... way to start the day. Yeah, that wasn't great. Um, Side of panic. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I said for anxiety, hell of a drug. But, you know, at first I started like accepting that I wasn't able to control it and then figuring out like, I'm really lucky that I have friends that work in this field. So shout out to like one of my best friends. It's a social worker. She'll know who she is. That I asked her at least for some tips at first about like how 
can I start better controlling this, at least in the moment? Um, Because I was not ready to fully say, like, I need to go talk to someone yet because I just wasn't there yet. I think everyone has to, like, come to their own realization, like, on this, like, spectrum. And and she didn't force me either. I think she was sort of like, you're a really, like, I'm very, like, logical and, like, process orientated. So Mm -hmm. she's like, you're on your own journey here. You are going to get to it. But gave me some, like, really good in the moment, like, concentrate and pick out a color and pick out things in your office that like match those things and really focus on that and like breathing techniques. Mm. And so at least in the moment I could calm myself down and my heart rate wasn't like 150 beats a minute. So that really helped. And then, you know, was trying to figure out, okay, at least in the moment, but I'm like, that's not fixing the why I'm having panic attacks, Mm -hmm. even though I like, I knew why, but I wasn't changing, changing it. So then I needed to really, you know, get to that point. Um, so then I was figuring out like how I wanted to do it. And I wasn't comfortable going to someone in person. So it was like my own things, like my own personal biases I was like working mm-hmm. against. So I did use an online therapy platform and I did text-based because that was really comfortable for me and was able to do that. So that was just what was comfortable for me. So I think everyone has, has to find what works best for them and accept it, yeah. but also ban your own timeline. So I don't like want to force therapy down anyone's throat. But. No, you have to go when you're ready. I mean, yeah. the first time I ever went to therapy, I was in law school and I couldn't figure out why I was so upset or depressed or whatever phraseology you want to apply there. And I was so stressed and so nervous and so embarrassed to go. And then on top of it, I didn't have any money because in law school, mm-hmm. you're broke pants. <laughs> and so, you know, I had to seek someone out through the university and I was so nervous and so stressed and so embarrassed about it because I thought like, oh my gosh, what's wrong with me that mm-hmm. I can't process or deal with my own problems by myself. I'm a grown adult, very logical, reasonable, have a wonderful life, um, but I just need help. And I think a lot of people do. And I think people just need to, you know, sometimes it's just, we need to get past ourselves. Um, and then sometimes we just need to step outside and say, you know, hey, I get, I've got to be vulnerable. This is stressful to find someone new, but I need to talk about this or my life is not getting better, right? And I think at the onset of this episode, we talked a little bit, we mentioned anyway, finding someone who's a third party neutral. It's incredibly important to find someone who's a third party Mm -hmm. neutral. So if you're going to the therapist that your ex-boyfriend went to and your friends go to and whatever, you're going to start to find you've got some problems and probably some overlap there. And quite candidly, that person probably shouldn't be taking you on too, right? So you've got to find someone who's a good fit for you. Then you've got to figure out, you know, hey, is telehealth the thing that works for me? Is in-person the thing that works for me? What kind of therapy works for me? And I know that all sounds super overwhelming, but in this age where we're told you have to be so friggin' positive (laughs) to make it through the day, like, yes, be positive. You should try to have a positive attitude, but Sometimes it doesn't matter how fucking positive you are. You still have a hard time putting pants on or getting through the day. Mm-hmm. I know I've been there a million times. And so I think we kind of wanted to just talk about the nonsense that is toxic positivity and why it's so important to seek out help and know that it's okay to not be okay. Sorry. Okay. So again, no, it's really hard to be vulnerable and reach out to someone and say, hey, I need some help. And then it's even harder when you're being told, hey, everything in your life should be wonderful. You have a good job. You have a good friend base. You have a good family, whatever. And you might have someone or multiple someones in that 
that shame you for saying like, why can't you just be happy? Why can't you just like your life? Like everything should be perfect. You know, I had people in my life who were not at all supportive of me going to therapy. You know, when I first told some people who were very close to me, some were very, very supportive and almost they reacted in like a devastated sort of way because I covered up very well that I was falling apart behind the scenes. So they were like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry that I didn't know. And I had other people who were very close to me who should have responded in a similar way. And their reaction was more along the lines of, well, why do you need to do that? I don't think that that's appropriate. You know, it's not them. It's not their life. So you can't be letting them tell you how to run your life. You need to figure out how to run your life, you know, and I will tell you, I was very open about struggles with mental health dating all the way back to, you know, 2007, 2008. I can remember being in the MBA program. And one of the things that we had to talk about was, you know, you get up there and you're supposed to advocate for a cause. And one of the things that I advocated for was suicide awareness and suicide prevention. And I can remember coming back home and my boyfriend at the time was, he told me, oh my gosh, like, aren't you so embarrassed that you were open about having struggles? Because like now everyone knows that you're weak. And it's like, I'm not weak. I think that was like a pretty strong thing to do because if I was struggling, probably other people are struggling. Like, I mean, I think that's probably one of the things we all learn as we go through this. Like the second you start to talk about like, hey, I see a therapist, it's like this domino. Everyone starts going, oh, me too. Here's where my problems are. Here's where my problems lie, right? Like, and maybe you experienced that too. I don't know. But I don't know if you ever got the fun experience of being shamed for taking care of you. But it's horseshit. Well, luckily, I did, did <laughs> not. And I'm glad that it's ex-boyfriend because that's super shitty. Yeah. And Well, he was a piece of shit. Yeah. I'll just say that on here. Yeah. If you're listening, I don't give a fuck because you are a piece of shit. <laughs> piece of shit. I'm not sure who you are, but you're a piece of shit. Um, but I just think we don't. I didn't have the experience and I don't think people like people do like definitely think, you know, that you are somehow like weak for admitting it. But I'm like, but if I break my leg, I'm supposed to like go to the doctor or should I, should we just like, like pretend we're still like Neanderthals and like maybe let it heal and and then probably probably just die anyways. (laughs) Like, so I just think that we have to, you know, think about it more in those terms of like, you're really healing a body part. It's your brain. That's the body part. That's really the most important one that we really need to function every single day. And the more I talk about it with my friends and the more, you know, they're sort of like, you know, I feel like everyone should just go once a month as like a, like a checkup. We do all these other things like with our body. Like you go once a year to your primary, if you're a lady, you go to your lady doctor once a year. Like you just like, you do all these things to keep the other parts of your body working really well. But then like your brain, you're sort of just like, fuck it. Hopefully it works well, really like day every day, but you're putting all the stimulus in every single day, especially with social media and, and your work and like all these, you know, stressors, stressors and standards that you're supposed to be at. And then we're just sort of like, you wake up every day and you're like, hopefully you work well today. And then some days it doesn't. And you're like, I wonder why. And there's professionals that go to school for a very long time to help you make sure it does work well. And we just have to remove the stigma around it. And therapy is going to therapy and talking about why your brain has wired itself to behave the way that it behaves is Mm self-care, you know, and everybody needs to your point needs to get over the fact that, you know, there's this stupid stigma associated with it, which I think is getting better each and every day. Mm -hmm. Don't get me wrong, but like, it's still bad. You know, you still have, you might say that and you worry that if you say that in a work meeting, like, Hey, I can't come to this meeting because I have to go to therapy. You worry that people are going to go, Oh, well, you got to cuckoo nutter over here who's gonna like do something Mm -hmm. insane like no 
I'm just taking care of me, just like I expect everyone around me to take care of them, right? And and I just wish more people would think about it that way. Yeah. And maybe someday we'll get there and people will think about, hey, I need to take care of my physical health, my spiritual health, my financial health, and my mental health. And maybe, maybe someday we will have better outcomes for everyone. So anyway the shit out of everyone yeah so anyway um it's okay to not be okay if someone tells you you have a perfect life and there's no reason for you to be sad you probably need to cut those people out of your life because they're not okay they probably need some sort of help because they might be delusional or completely unaware or sociopaths I don't know any of those possibilities really but I think you know keep that in mind and just remember you know it's it's your life it's your journey it's okay to go and talk to someone about it who can add, you know, ways for you to think about life, ways for you to handle your process, your problems and process them and work towards better outcomes for you so that every day of your life gets better and better and better. And that's why I go twice a week, in fact. <laughs> Which <laughs> and is I'm like, happy to do that. Yeah. And it's not about like, like you're saying, it doesn't have to be any like admitting like anything or like something detrimental mm-hmm. doesn't have to have had like happened. Like nothing was really in my life, like going off the rails or like no one really did anything to me or like, I didn't like lose a job or like no one like broke my heart. Like nothing right. like could really like no one died like specifically at that point. So, but it was just like all these things that sort of just started to add up. And like, obviously I had a very supportive family. So like I had like all these things that were good. I had good friends, had a good, like I lived, had an apartment. So I wasn't like homeless. Like, so right. I fed myself, I had a paycheck. But it was like, I just had to rethink like how I was thinking of things that like, so I learned I'm a very big like, what if thinker. So anytime I make a decision, I go, what if this is going to happen? <laughs> and then I spiral out of control, which I didn't even think about that. And it was like, yeah. luckily doing text-based therapy, I, that was pointed out very quickly to me when I was doing that. Cause she's like, go back and read the messages that you just wrote. And you wrote, what if about 15 times? So wow. it was just yeah. very, and I'm like, oh wow, that's like huge. And then like rethinking how like I was framing things in my own head and like I wouldn't have really pointed that out to myself so it was just you know small things can make a really big difference um but it wasn't anything like catastrophic and most people would have been like your life is fine like, right like, right I like, mean what are you really complaining about but I'm like I'm not complaining I'm just don't I don't feel good no, I don't feel great <laughs> I mean there's been times where you know it's just hard to do the things that need to have to be done every single day. I mean, I can remember, um, most recent severe instance back in, you know, summer of 2018, I can remember just plummeting into, so I have high functioning anxiety and depression, uh, pretty severe depression. So I have to kind of work with, within that every single day and figure out, okay, how do I navigate life? But you know, I didn't know that that's what that was until someone told me that's what that was. And then you have to kind of like work back and figure out, well, why is your brain working this way? You know, and part of it is, you know, we can call it a chemical imbalance, but I think it more so than anything, it's um, the way that my brain processes things because I have two core issues in my life that, you know, I just, I look at the world through a, a weird lens and I just needed some help seeing that lens. My lens was, I worry about safety and I worry about love. <laughs> and if you don't feel like you have those things, you, you get a little, you get a little wonky and you get a little weird sometimes. And there's no necessary reason I feel like I should have those two things. It's just the way that my little brain processes that one, whatever. And it's okay to have those issues. It's okay to work with someone. And, you know, for me, there's been times I just can't really even force myself to put pants on. And, you know, to my husband's credit, he's 
He's like, okay, do the few small things that you need to get done today and do the best that you can do. And tomorrow we'll do the best that we can do tomorrow. And that's, and that's okay. And I just wish, I wish people would accept that that is all right. Instead of constantly worrying about putting forward this like wonderful, magical persona on social media. I mean, if you ever look at my social media, I am, I am blunt about like, Hey, here's some struggles. Here's some problems. Here's some things that went great. Here's some things that went well. Um, and I wish more social media was that way because we need to get out of this positive, this toxic positivity mindset because it's, it's nonsense. It is definitely nonsense. It's nonsense. Well, anyway, uh, to wrap it up, to sum it up in case you didn't pick it up here today, right? We, we strongly encourage you if you're able, if you need help take to call someone, seek out therapy. If you're able, you can do it telehealth, telemedicine, you can do it in person. There are, dozens of services, paid and unpaid online. And worst case scenario, there is the suicide prevention hotline, which we'll drop into the uh, the notes here after this episode. So don't fight alone. There's no reason to. And it's remember your feelings are valid, no matter what they are. And just because you might have a perfect life on paper doesn't mean your mind is necessarily processing it that way. So Danielle, thanks for talking about mental health with me. Of course. Thanks for having me. <laughs> anytime, anytime. And as always, thanks for listening. And don't just be bold, be bolder. Thanks for listening today. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review if you enjoyed this episode. Follow us on Insta at BeBolderCast or visit our blog at TheBolderLife.com. If you have questions or suggestions for me, leave me a message at 614-706-6693.